Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how the arsenal at the Federal Reserve's tool chest is getting empty. Earlier this week, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell testified in front of the Senate Banking Committee on Wednesday morning. The Fed is taking the approach of monitoring the situation closely, and Fed officials at their meeting last week left the benchmark rate steady in a range between 1.5 to 1.75%, and they signal little reason to change course for now. The central bank moved aggressively last year to provide stimulus to cushion the global economy from slower growth and amplified by trade tensions. The Fed's report to Congress issued last Friday cited the threats from the coronavirus and weakness in China's manufacturing sector as reasons for the potential slowdown. Mr. Powell decided that the Fed is monitoring how quarantines and limits on travel could spill over into the broader economy, but he might be unable to offer any kind of certainty that investors are looking for that the Fed will respond to the latest threats. The fact is, Americans are driving the U.S. economy with borrowed money. The question is, how much longer can it last? Consumer debt surged once again in December as Americans charged their credit cards for the holidays. Total consumer credit grew by $22 billion in December, according to the latest data released by the Federal Reserve. That represents an annual growth rate of 6.3%. Total consumer debt now stands at a record $4.2 trillion. Just five years ago, in 2015, consumer debt was a record $3.4 trillion. And back then, we were all saying, how much higher can it go? This is unsustainable. And here we are, five years later, with an additional $800 billion in consumer debt. The numbers reported by the Federal Reserve include credit card debt, student loans, and auto loans, but they don't factor in mortgage debt. A big jump in credit card balances drove the big rise in consumer debt in December. Revolving credit was up 14%. Americans have run up nearly $1.1 trillion on their plastic. The big jump in credit card debt reversed a trend of slowing consumer borrowing. This was not unexpected during the holiday season. Non-revolving credit, that includes auto loans and student loans, grew by 3.7% in December, and total non-revolving debt stands at just under $3.1 trillion. So when you look at this bigger picture, it reveals a troubling trend. In the first place, Americans are driving the economy with borrowed money, and in the second place, there are signs that the borrowing is slowing, that is, with December's holiday shopping spree notwithstanding. So if consumer debt grew by 5% and the economy grew by 2%, and clearly incomes have not grown by 5%, then there's only one possible conclusion. America is spending money it doesn't have. The question is, when will the economy reach the point where it can simply not add any more debt from the consumer side? Unlike federal spending, where the federal government can simply print money, consumers have a fixed amount they can spend because eventually they have to pay that money back, that or declare bankruptcy. Currently, total consumer debt stands at 19.3% of nominal GDP. That's at the highest level ever in history. The traditional methods for stimulating the economy have relied upon the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates. A slowdown in the economy is not the result of lack of investment by business. Lowering interest rates will have zero impact on economic growth. It won't have much of an impact on consumer spending either, and even if consumer interest rates fall slightly, the ability of the consumer to sustain higher debt levels is highly questionable. The only economic stimulus weapon left is what's called fiscal stimulus. That's code for the government spending more money and hoping that increase in spending will circulate through the economy. Well, folks, don't get ahead of me. This past week, the White House released their budget for the upcoming year. This is an election year, and you can bet the White House wants to stretch out this economic expansion as long as it can. 
government spending is the only weapon left, and you can expect them to use it. The $4.8 trillion budget for fiscal 2021 assumes that economic growth is going to be stronger than most forecasters project. The budget excludes tax cuts that might be proposed in the future, and it includes spending cuts that are unlikely to be approved by Congress. The major elements of the budget are unlikely to become law as Democrats control the House and the spending bills in the Republican-led Senate need bipartisan support. As I predicted last week, I'm going out on a limb to say that 2020 is the year of economic slowdown. The Federal Reserve is out of ammunition to change the outcome, and the federal government's going to be very slow in spending money fast enough to stimulate the economy. As you think about that, make sure your plans can handle an economic slowdown in 2020. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.